Welcome to the Banega Swastindya podcast. Our focus is on creating a holistic and healthy India for each and every one. Our goal is Lakshya Sampurna Swastika, where citizens, individuals, society and governments work together to ensure health for all. As 2022 draws to a close, it is time for fresh resolve to set new goals and work towards achieving them. In our effort to find solutions to some of the pressing health challenges, today we look at the critical issue of air pollution and the risk it poses to our health and well-being. How can we ensure clean air for all? I'm Ambika Singh Kama, and today, to set the clean air agenda for 2023, we have with us Anumita Roy Chaudhary, Executive Director, Research and Advocacy, CSE. Thank you so much, Anumita, for joining us today. Thank you. Anumita, according to health experts, air pollution is now having the same impact on the lungs as smoking has. Is this the reality we have to accept and live with? When you have very high pollution levels during winter, then you have the short-term immediate impact, the trigger impact on those who are already vulnerable with respiratory conditions, cardiac conditions, which increases, aggravates your condition and increases emergency hospital admission. But... Round the year exposure, that ultimately leads to the metabolic diseases and range of cancer and whole range of other problems associated with heart, stroke, brain, everything else. Now that is really the scary and the disease burden of disease is therefore something has to be the central to the whole air pollution mitigation strategy for us. India has introduced various plans and policies like the National Clean Air Program, Comprehensive Action Plan, GRAB, which is the Graded Response Action Plan. Despite this, the air quality is only worsening uh, to the point that now it's become a public health emergency. Anumita, why are we not being able to solve the problem of air pollution? Tell us what really are the challenges. Today is a misnomer to actually differentiate between NCAP cities and non-NCAP cities. So when we analyze our data for all cities for which air quality data is available. In fact, we don't have data for many cities in India today. But we find that there's very little difference in pollution levels between NCAP and non-NCAP cities, which actually brings out the fact that air pollution is really a national crisis and we need to take a much wider view of this problem. In fact, what we have also found that if you compare the NCAP and non-NCAP cities, then the levels that they have Nearly both of them, especially northern India, requires reduction target of about 50% or more to be able to meet the air quality standards. So that means that we now need to have a comprehensive regional plan where you will bring together all the states. And from that perspective, therefore, the next message is, and we are moving in that direction, that NCAP is now also asking for a state-level action plan. So that is just not the cities, but the statewide action plan. But the question that you're asking, that despite all these policies and plans, why we are still not being able to see the change, is simply because the scale and the speed and the urgency of that action is still very limited. So we know what to do. We know that we have to address all the pollution sources. That means we need enormous transformative changes in the energy systems that we use in industry, 
in power plants, in the, for power generation, uh, for households, for vehicles. So that's one big area of action that we require. Second is in the vehicular pollution sector. I mean, today, if you look at across the country, just few cities talk about some mass transport system. But most cities do not even have a template of how to develop their public transport system, walking, cycling, vehicle restraint measures. So that is explosive vehicle numbers that you see in the city like Delhi, which is contributing but more than 50% of the pollution on a daily basis. We don't have a blueprint for that yet. Similarly, the waste management, everyone is talking, I mean, we're so worried about the waste burning in all our cities, simply because we have not been able to develop the infrastructure to segregate waste at the household level, 100% segregation, 100% recovery and recycling, and the fact that the legacy waste has to be remediated, and we have to have a zero landfill policy. As we enter 2023, we need to be mindful of the SDG deadline, which is 2030 and SDG 11 target 11.6 focuses on reducing the adverse per capita environmental impact of cities, including by paying the special attention to air quality. How do you think we can really achieve, uh, you know, or make it to the deadline of 2030? All the states, they're working on their cleaner action plan climate action plan, and environmental action plan, which are linked to all these SDG goals, right? Now, why are we kind of keeping each one of them in silos? They have to talk to each other because from each, because the mitigation for most of them are common. So what is interesting in India today, that the policies are changing, okay? And and the policies have adopted a lot of progressive elements, a lot of right principles, But where the big gap is, that how do we bridge the gap between that policy and the strategy for implementation on ground with clear funding and financing strategy? Uh, Even though pollution is a big problem and some cities pollution is also increasing, but we also know that pollution in many cities, air pollution, including Delhi and uh, NCR, the overall long-term curve has started to bend. It is not rising further. Now, we need to leverage that and therefore take more, more hard decision. And that hard decision will be possible if people begin. So while we need public awareness around the problem of air pollution, we also now need much stronger public awareness around the solutions needed for clean air and build public support for all the hard decisions needed. That's the only way to change the politics around this issue. Anavita, what are some of the lessons that we can learn from China or other countries in addressing the problem of air pollution? The simple fact is that they have started working with a five-year plan, which started in 2012, but with very clear target reduction. So they said, okay, this is my five-year plan, and with that, I'm going to say 25% reduction. Then they work backwards, and they, if you look at the scale of action that they have taken in all the sectors that we are talking about today, I mean, those are really big action. And the fact, so when they talked about Beijing, it is just not Beijing city, as we are saying, like it's just not Delhi. So Beijing and the much larger, 26 cities around it and the much larger region around it were brought under an integrated plan with horizontal and vertical accountability for the entire region. And then if you look at the each sector, I mean, they have gone to the extent of for, to control their vehicular pollution, for instance, they have a license, the quota, that how many uh, cars can be sold per year. They are even capping at that level. 
But then simultaneously, if you look at the way they have expanded their metro, their BRT, their bus system, electrification of the vehicles, uh, the, the, the way they have moved out of the dirty fuels in the region for power generation and for um, uh, and, uh, and the industrial sector, it is that scale of action that has helped Beijing to meet its target of not only 25%, they have actually overreached. They have actually reduced it by 40% by 2020. So that top-down policy will have to be uh, supported by the bottom-up uh, uh, preparedness to absorb that and to have a very strong binding implementation strategy. That's where we are not being able to bridge the gap yet. So that's a learning from other cities that they, they, they're looking at more disruptive changes. What are the five resolutions which we as a country, India, needs to adopt in short term, medium, as well as long term to achieve clean air for all? So let's have that agenda clear. We need a clean fuel strategy for industry, vehicle and households. So the dirty fuels that we are using today in industries uh, sector, that has to go. And we have to therefore adopt the right pricing policy to uh, make the cleaner fuel like natural gas more cost effective for the industry to use. The other area is the mobility transition. The mobility transition will require the massive scaling up of public transport strategy with supportive walking and cycling infrastructure and vehicle restraint measures in terms of making the car owners pay the right price for using the road and for parking so that you restrain that usage. The third area is the circular economy, that all the ways that we generate, we have to ensure that we have the right infrastructure at a scale in place to segregate, to recycle, to reuse, and not take the waste to the landfill. And whatever waste we have in the landfill needs to be reused and remediated completely. And the final area are the uh, the big area, we still have a lot of uh, household pollution happening. In fact, the poverty is the reason for that. But we need a strategy to replace the, the solid fuel in the households with clean fuels. And the construct the dust is one big area of work. But for that, it's just not the road sweeping that is going to help. We really need a big greening agenda to happen, afforestation, plantation, so that you have massive green walling. And the whole urbanization strategy, the, the infrastructure development that is happening, we need to control, we have to kind of inform that well so that we do not generate lot and blocking more pollution and generate more dust. So that is something we know, but this has to be broken down into specific action, city-wise, uh, uh, hotspot-wise, and region-wise. Let's really all work towards ensuring that there is clean air for each and every one of us. And obviously, as the government does their bit, there is implementation, um, like we've been talking about, you know, you know, having specific goals, working towards them. We as citizens also need to ensure that we do our bit in working towards cleaner air quality. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you. That's it on the Banega Swasindia podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, to write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banegas West India. You can also connect with us on Banegas West India handles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.